But it wasn't as bad as we had one of those bomb cyclones. You know how those are a thing now? Nope. I do not know what that is. Well, that's kind of... It's a, I a, just know cyclone by T-Pain. <laughs> it's only cyclone I know. Yeah. Um, not my cyclone. Um, <laughs> but So I guess they aren't happening in Texas, but maybe now they will be. <laughs> a bomb cyclone is basically a hurricane in the winter. And oh, cool, it's kind of a cool. cool new climate change thing that's been going cool. on. And mm. we've had some... And so it's hurricane force winds with blizzard in it great great so they're horrible um and terrifying and we had one like two and a half years ago and I remember it really vividly because I was supposed to start my first like full-time job like that day and uh kept getting canceled or whatever but I lost power and it was like negative five degrees and I was out of power for like 18 hours in my apartment my dog and I were just buried in down comforters (laughs) and that was like nothing compared to what people were doing in texas and that was horrible so i can't even imagine my god do these do these bomb cyclones come with a warning kind of like a normal hurricane would like do you have days to prepare at least or is it just kind of like it was like really sudden it was just like we're expecting a big snowstorm and then it just seemed to escalate like oh it's going to be a really wind windy one oh wait these are like hurricane force winds oh this is a bomb cyclone i don't know they're new to me as well so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as wild i know so that's stop trying to make bomb cyclones happen <laughs> it's not going to happen it's not gonna happen um but yeah so i'm glad everyone's doing well my parents are were lucky as well and were able to keep their power on although they had like a lot of sleepless nights i guess just keeping the pool from freezing and like blow drying <laughs> pipes and stuff which i felt really bad yeah, um, yeah. gosh and then they lost all their internet which they still don't have but i don't know how I guess um, everything is just broken, it seems. Yeah. Um, My sister came in town to surprise me for the weekend and then got stuck for the entire week. Has she made it back yet? (laughs) She's made it back. She's in New York and it's now snowing there. Um, I saw that. (laughs) Yeah. But it was like stressful at first and then it became really fun because we just played like as soon as it was five o'clock, we were like pouring drinks and playing board games and all that. Oh my gosh. So that was so fun. But I didn't know that the washer wasn't working yet so we put a load in i put the detergent all over her jeans closed it and then it Oopsies. wouldn't turn off yeah but thankfully we salvaged the jeans okay good. but i was like <laughs> i felt so fast like I, she Just goes i'm not mad up. because i would have done the same thing i was like okay that's fair <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah well i'm glad <sighs> everyone's doing okay we have um when we start housekeeping i have a couple little nonprofits and stuff to mention that are helping elderly yes. and people getting food and a lot of people still don't have their power or medications or lots of people still needing help. So we can mm. dig into that. But yeah. for now, I do want to finish plugging something happier than this that I was in the middle mm. of plugging as Krista sure. joined us. I just watched this weekend with my sister, um, the All Creatures Great and Small, This that new little BBC TV show. If y'all haven't heard of it, it is so happy and wholesome and amazing. I suggest it for everyone. They're from these original child children's books um, called All Creatures Great and Small. And it's about this vet on the English countryside named James Harriet. And he just goes to all these little farms and solves all their little problems. And they're these like adorable stories. And BBC Masterpiece Classic is made the, a TV show out of it. And it's the most- Does Laura Linney intro it? 
<laughs> it's the same like uh, masterpiece classic. This is but it's not Laura Lenny. <laughs> oh dang! Um, but it's just really good writing. This adorable little vet going all over the like Scottish Highland farms, the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, and it's like peaceful and quiet, and everyone's really like if you need a little peace and quiet in your life watched that there's seven episodes and it made me so happy <laughs> oh my gosh anyone watch needs that right now yeah. and just like yeah. make a cup of tea I've also been really into embroidery I feel like a proper like 19th century woman I'm like embroidering watching my like <laughs> little masterpiece classic <laughs> drinking tea <laughs> like, hello, oh my God. Hello. <laughs> yeah so I'm basically that's where my head's at right now <laughs> love it love it oh god that's amazing yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, let's actually, let's hop into let's do it. housekeeping now. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah, we just took a little break after our season one. So we're getting yeah. back in the groove. So let's do this. Housekeeping. I'll come back later. So, Love guys, it. we interviewed Asha Davis. Yeah. So that came out last Friday. It would have been a week from when this will be released. I'll and get you a real it, date. Hold on. <laughs> oh, thanks. That well, it was, was released um, on February 19th. 19th, yes. And yeah, we got connected to her just through Twitter and just um, just the old DM. And yeah. she was lovely. And I, I think y'all are really going to love that conversation. It just was supernatural and, and supernatural. Um, it was like cosmic. No, but... Um, but yeah, it was awesome to hear all of her stories. And she was so generous to share and even give us little tidbits about her Gilmore Girls experience. So if y'all haven't checked out that episode, definitely go back and give it a listen. It is delightful. Yes, yes, yes. And then, um, yes, we mentioned we want to tell y'all about ways you can help Texas. And I wanted to shout out um, Melissa Jane Osborne, who came on Extended Families last season. Um, She checked in on me during the storm, which was so sweet. sweet. And I was like, we love our buddies. So thank you, Melissa. Um, so a few organizations that you can donate to. Yeah, I can run um, through these real quick. You want to do it? Sure. <laughs> I'm the one that, that wrote them down. down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just grabbed a couple of these, um, a couple of organizations. I grabbed them from an article that was put together by texasmonthly.com. So if you want more comprehensive stuff, Texas Monthly put together a Tons of things like to help people financially, to help with home repairs, to help the displaced and homeless. So like they have a lot more resources up at Texas Monthly. But right now on Instagram, you can go and follow and donate to DFW Mutual Aid, um, which is obviously for the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but they are for all over. There's one for Houston. You can do Austin Mutual Aid too. And they are currently doing lots of fundraising. Um, there's another program, Airbnb does a disaster relief, like people open their homes in the middle of a disaster. You can either volunteer your home or donate or get involved in some way. Um, that is just airbnb.com slash open homes slash disaster dash relief. But if you just type in Airbnb disaster relief, um, that program will come up as well. So we hope all of y'all are doing well. We love our Texas peeps and our, our fam and um, our lovely great Lone Star State that is going through a little bit of a rough patch here. Mm. <laughs> and um, that was, that was On really scary. On top of another rough patch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so don't be, don't be a Ted Cruz. 
donate to someone that who's helping. <laughs> Thought we weren't going there. <laughs> we weren't. I was definitely already planning on it. So we've got a few fact checks before we intro our new buddy. So on the state episode, we talked about the Titan roller coaster that I wrote my college essay about. And Six I think we, Texas. we got it pretty close. It was It's a 250 foot drop and it's 85 miles an hour. Monica I got it. 80. No, Monica, you said 85. I, I won't. Did I? I'm pretty sure you nailed that. Okay. Because I remember when I looked it I'll up and it. I was like, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very speedy coaster very speedy coaster <laughs> and then i you said that peter berg won a emmy for the pilot and i think he only won a primetime emmy i just want to clarify okay. he should have won the real i deal, thought that but, he got two I mean, primetime still good i thought but. they they got two for casting and mm, now i'm just gonna mess up our fact check yeah it's okay we'll leave that, it that was is. all i could find okay. but we can keep looking okay yeah and then we talked about low-rise jeans, and Carly mentioned that, you know, we don't want this trend to come back. Of course, high-waisted jeans should be here to stay. But she mentioned, she goes, remember when, you know, it was cool to have low-rise jeans and have, like, your pubic hair come I found an article that said it. that that was, was a thing. Like, no. Well, did I find this or did you, the cut? It might might have been both of us. It might have been the same that. one. So it says, there's a very good chance the lowers. um the low-rise jeans of the early aughts will be making a comeback next year. You know, the mud flares that were so low, you had to make sure your pubic hair was trimmed enough to accommodate them. Okay, but that's saying, like, This is different from happen. what I found. I read okay, an article that said, that referenced the trend and even talked about bikinis, like, modeling, bikini models who, like, would have that and bikinis that would come with, like, combs. No. <laughs> yes, I will find it again. It was a thing. Uh, I don't Christmas remember time. it like from when I was, we were like only 12 then. But when I was reading about the low, all this like millennials versus Gen Z low rise. Yeah. Back, debate. No one should it's be fighting with Gen Z about anything rational. You guys ate Tide Pods. That's it. That's your, you've lost <laughs> your clout. Sorry. Um. But it was definitely, I don't think it, it was maybe more of a European thing, but I definitely found more than mm. one article that talked about with, that it was cool if you had a few little sprouts sticking out. <laughs> that was the word I used. I hate that I so hated much. It. I hated it too. So Carly, you were right. It's just, it's not right. It's, 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 it's very disgusting. Wrong. It's very yes. wrong. Yes. So <laughs> without further ado, after that <laughs> disgusting discussion, <laughs> we'd like to intro our new Buddy, Krista Doyle is a former Los Angelino turned full-time Texas co-host of the Holy Swift podcast, a song-by-song Taylor Swift podcast. She also leads all things content production um, at a travel tech company, Outdoorsy. Welcome, Krista, everybody. Hello. I don't know how I was supposed to stay quiet during that low-rise jeans conversation. (laughs) 
I was dying. And please, <laughs> please, God, do not let low-rise jeans come back. Uh, I know. They were so bad. What a dark time. What a the dark, dark time that part was. part of your stomach yeah. to show off. It the is. worst it's, part. It's along with the tankini and the gauchos. Like, no. Mm. And no, the no, big no. bell bottoms. Like, I want people to see my cute shoes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that was during our, I mean, that was at least during my teen years, which is like yeah. the worst possible time to have low rise jeans. I don't yes. know. Anyway, oh, yeah. let's not. The flub. There's, no, let's there's just never skip a right over that. I agree. <laughs> skip right over that. Well, Krista, I, um, I'm excited to listen to your podcast. And I, I was about to say, Monica, I, that's right up your alley. I know. I subscribed yeah. today. I'm going to binge oh, heck it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to know what you thought about. The new love story that sounded exactly the same. <laughs> it does sound exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I like the original, so I like the new one because it's basically right. the same. Um, yeah, we actually just recorded an episode about that with one of our uh, our guests, Sarah Lisbon. She came back to do an episode about it, and um, it's very interesting. Like, it, it there's like some subtle differences, but right. yeah, I don't know. I can get into yeah. a whole thing, but <laughs> right. I'm used to right. talking about Taylor Swift for an hour and a half. So I'm Wait, sure I'm gonna be my <clears throat> dumb boomer self. There's a new love story. Yes, yes. so it's a whole thing. It's a whole oh. thing. Scooter she, Braun. Yeah. yeah, what's Scooter Braun? <laughs> What is a scooter bra? I'm the scooter resident bron? boomer of the podcast. It's like so, the new razor. Yeah. A too long uh, didn't read is that he has the rights to her old music um, pre-reputation album. Okay. And so to go around that, she's re-recording all of those albums. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so that yeah. she will own the rights to the new versions. Interesting. Yeah. So, it so it's is. like she announced that Love Story was coming out and none of us knew if it was going to be different. I was like, it has to be different. I mean, the main point is that she owns it. You know, right. like you look at the credits and it's but produced by copyright wise, you know. it have to be certain level of different. No, because it's her song. She owns the copyright. She just doesn't own the master. Oh, that's okay. a whole another thing. We can. No, yeah. but well, I mean, that can... is interesting <laughs> as like music and streaming rights and copyrights is going to become a really complicated area of law. Yes, for sure. Curious. I had not heard yes. of this uh, debacle. Yeah. Interesting. She's. I'm like, does she ever sleep? I'm like, she put out two albums last year within like four months, and then now she's pre-recording. But her there's gallery. like yeah. nothing else for them to do. I feel like when you're that famous, you like are yeah. a princess in a tower. Like you can't leave yeah. your house. Everything is a huge ordeal. You just like work. I guess. I think it's like, and you have sad. unlimited money. Yeah, yes, that it too. is pretty <laughs> sad. We have tried to quit the podcast like three or four times, but she just won't <laughs> stop doing something crazy. <laughs> she won't stop doing things. And so we're like, we like this most, we tried to quit after folklore. And then the day after we recorded our last episode, she released oh my Evermore. Gosh. And we <laughs> yeah, were like, stop. this is personal. This is a personal attack. Um, <laughs> you pitched your wagon to so, like yeah. the never ending workhorse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, it's and wild. what a what an apropos title, Evermore. <laughs> You're just evermore. I know right? I will be doing this forevermore. When did you start the podcast? Um, this is our fifth year, so we started oh, awesome. it uh, nice. fall of 2016. So love it. Yeah, you're like I'm ready to maybe put a pin in this. <laughs> maybe put a pin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably how Monica and I are gonna feel once we hit later seasons yes. of this show. We've got a, a good sure. few years ahead of us. Yes. Yeah, so we're it goes by to. fast. I will say that. It already has. 
we were it already has pretty yeah. astounded to be done with season one already yeah. when did y'all start this podcast in august of 2020 okay yeah. cool yeah, yeah it's only been about five months quick. yeah yeah with a couple Six extra months. episodes and a surprisingly small amount of times that we needed to postpone <laughs> if you've noticed i have no hair Doing right, a whole we've had some interruptions. cancer bit thing right now. <laughs> right. Kind of my oh, thing. Oh my god! Um, but we've just been uh, podcasting through it and have had to postpone like one episode. God, yeah. good for you. I don't even know if we have at all. Yeah, I don't think we've really yeah. missed a beat. <laughs> yeah, we just were like, let's <laughs> just on. not stop, <laughs> and then we'll be okay. <laughs> right? Right? <Yes>. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it seems like y'all have had some pretty cool guests had some cast members and stuff that's yeah. pretty cool we have yeah. somehow even more exciting stuff on the I know. horizon exactly. oh, that's very yeah. super super oh, super oh, super top secret super top secret we'll tell you off air krista wait okay, krista yes. you were on gilmore guys too right I was, yes. yes I think their Gilly. first season, yeah. Yes, you'll see some segments that are like kind of similar. <laughs> so you'll, yeah. you'll feel some right of this will feel familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, awesome. shall we open this yes. glorious new season? Yes. Let's season do it. Two. Last sure. days of summer. I. This is one of my all-time favorite. I know I say that a lot, but this is one of my all-time favorite episodes. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't know why. There's I, not like a ton. It's really good. It's a good episode and it's not like too drama packed. Like I don't <laughs> cry in it. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Until then, it's not too drama packed. I yep. still don't even think that's that eventful, but, or it shouldn't have been. We'll get into it. Um, <laughs> but it's not like the mud bowl, like, like heart pouring out sort of like. Right. You're not crying in this episode. Right. Um, but it is yeah. just like quintessential texas for me and i think i really yes. really just love every frame of it for my like nostalgic childhood and it's just like really good friday night lights content like you get yeah. uh great landry you get i don't know it's, you just kind of have a little piecemeal of everything in a really sweet yes. way i know i don't feel like in the first season we're getting that like hot texas summer yet I yes. feel like this is our first summer so it was like so visceral to just like see them all just like dying and you can tell the people the who made it <laughs> yeah. know what Texas summers feel like and that yes it was real because all yeah. three of us know that just like and I'll get into it later in my film <laughs> section but there's a shot uh when they're at the pool that's just like the dead summer grass you know and you know yes. that just like Texas hot grass feeling just the sweaty grass. the grass is like sticking to your yes. thighs because yes. you have on the shortest shorts and that you could possibly have like yeah. radiating yeah. up from the like dusty <laughs> soil <laughs> yeah. it like crunches yes. under your feet and the, yes. they're like shimmering waves of heat i yes you could like see the heat yes, yes. that and like the pool looks refreshing but most of texas in the summer is that just like hot grass <laughs> Yes, oh, yeah. and the pool probably feels like a bath. Like, it's it's like hot water. Yeah. It's not even yeah. cold. Well, yeah. should we do some Krista, Texas you... things? Yeah, well, we got to read the synopsis. <gasps> and oh I wanted gosh. to know, Krista, if you grew up in Texas and yes. where. Sorry, jumped the um, gun. I'm too excited. It's all good. It's all good. So I did not grow up in Texas, but I grew up in Louisiana. So okay, more humid. we have very similar, yeah, super similar weather. 
all the same sweaty grass more bugs radiating <laughs> yeah more, bugs. more, more bugs. interesting bugs more, more interesting bugs worse more interesting bugs, bugs. <laughs> yes <laughs> uh yeah it's uh it's it's pretty rough but but watching yeah. this show for sure just reminds me of growing up in louisiana there's a lot of similarities there for sure i'm sure um okay will you also tell us what's your relationship with the show like how'd you get into friday night yeah. Lights? yeah so i was super excited to like watch the episode uh and stuff for this because um i realized i watched it now almost eight years ago. Like yeah. I, I was late to the show, meaning I watched it all in like 2013. I've been to it all. Yeah. And so I haven't watched it in, com- in its completeness since then. Um, and so when I was watching the episode for this podcast, I was like, holy shit, it's been almost a decade since I've watched this. And it was like, this was such a good episode to like get back into it. Yes. It just reminded me of all the stuff that I love about the show and all the care. Oh, it was so good. But yeah, yeah um, I've watched it all. I loved it so much. Um but I haven't watched it probably as much as y'all have. Well, actually, <laughs> this is one of those shows we've talked about this before that we that like we've binged li- only lightly compared to the way that Monica and I normally watch TV aggressively, <laughs> yeah. like twenty five times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this cool. is maybe like three. Yeah. Like if you. What are some of the any... shows that y'all have watched like aggressively twenty five times? You want to take that one, Monica? <laughs> sure. I mean, it's Gilmore. It's The Office. Okay. It's Parks and Rec. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, yes, those are the yes. top three. Parenthood. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. We even have a little Parks and Rec homage in this episode, just to tease that little thing. We'll talk about it. All right. All right. (laughs) Um, But this was a show that I didn't rewatch again and again. I mean, I watched it when I was in high school for the first time. Monica watched it before I did. And then I got really into it. But I, it's something I kind of like. I mean, it has the rewatchability, but it doesn't like I don't sit and watch it again and again, which I kind of like for it because it still has a lot of the like original power, you know, like I watch Gilmore and every, I mean, I've seen everything so many times. Sometimes it just bounces off of you, but yeah. a show like this, when you have only seen it a couple of times, it like still really, every time I watch it and rewatching it for this podcast, I'm like reading it differently than I did when I was in high school. And so it's kind of like provided a more in-depth analysis than some of the shows that we just like destroy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we just annihilate. <laughs> Devour. I like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. I think this would be a hard one for me to binge a ton just because it is, uh, it, there's just a lot there. There's yeah. like a lot of emotion all the time. And I yeah. feel like when I'm binging something, it's usually something that's like, funny or mm-hmm. light or whatever which is not always the case with this show yeah yeah and I also kind of treat this show a little gently because it is one of the few and you'll understand this being a Texas gal um but there's just so, so many representations of the south and Texas and media that remind me of all the things I don't like about Texas or didn't like about my childhood and it's so rare to find a show that reminds me of everything I loved about Texas <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. And so, sure. and I hightailed it out of Texas pretty quick. So, like, it's rare for me to find something that I really feel like connects me to my Texas roots. So, I kind mm-hmm. of treat the show gently and try not to like overwash it. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's how that's I felt true. about Waco. 
Mm. That one was <laughs> not the rewatchability I would imagine. <laughs> no, it just reminded me of my childhood in Texas. <laughs> Monica grew up uh, on a cult. Did y'all know that? Not at all. Right outside of Waco. Led by uh, Tim Riggins himself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not Tim Riggins. Taylor Kitsch, the real life man. <laughs> yes, the real life man. Um, well, Carly, do you want to read us our synopsis? I um, do, I do. This episode came out October 5th, 2007. Yes, ma'am. Alrighty. As a new school season gears up, the Dillon Panthers find themselves without Coach Taylor, who is also missed by expectant mom Tammy and adrift daughter Julie. Hmm. Adrift asshole daughter. <laughs> Very yes, angsty. coming out. Yes. Wow. Woo. She drank her carnation instant bitch this morning. <laughs> I stole that from that 70s show. I did not write it. I was it. like, wow, that's, that's, that was pretty good. Also another good show. Great one. Um, yeah, I think one of my notes is literally just like, Julie is terrible. Yep. Yeah. I wrote, Julie coming it's in really hot happening. with the angst. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've seen her be, you know, pretty bad in the first season, but it's yes. just like season two. They deemed but her also a little bit. <laughs> like, it's appropriate timing. She's, what, a sophomore yeah. in high school this year? Yep, she will be a sophomore yeah. when school I was starts. Almost identical to Julie, even down to the summer job. True. At that point in my life, and the sass level was there as well. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was too, probably. But just watching it on I screen know. is just like, oh, oh goodness. Yeah. And her yeah. voice does have a particular cadence that grates on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's but Carly, I think it's remember a when you were when you were a um, lifeguard, I was like, what? I kept wanting to say life jacket. When you Remember were a when I was a wee life jacket? <laughs> Remember when you were a life jacket and you would wear that T-shirt sometimes and we were at ISAS, which was like that arts festival in Texas. Well, I'm sure we've told stories about it. And some guy walked past and was like, are you a lifeguard? And she was like, yeah. And he goes, do you know mouth to mouth? And you go, oh my. no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Did y'all grow up together? Yes. Yes. So we grew up in Oh my gosh. Wars. Oh, yeah, I love it. So we're childhood it. best so friends cute. since we were like eight. And that's one of the reasons yeah. we picked this show, too, is because we were like, we can't not do Friday Night Lights and like go into all of our childhood Texas stories and high school yeah. stories. Oh, yeah, that's um, so cute. Love it. Yeah. love it. Love it. And it's been kind of crazy with this whole cancer thing, too, because I originally had cancer when I was 16 in high school. So when we launched this podcast and we were talking about Jason's injury, we we're talking about all the parallels of like our small high school and how it like affected that community. And it was so many similar storylines. Um, and so that was already crazy. And then I had this relapse and was in spinal surgery like as jason is like in spinal oh rehab. my god <laughs> so yes, things like, just like, i know it was crazy we honestly just couldn't do anything but just kind of laugh <laughs> at that the is irony. so wild so oh that we god. have been drawn into friday night lights like i don't think fate would have let us choose anything else <laughs> no it was our destiny yeah, for sure yeah. um but yeah so we we have lots of fun uh texas stories <laughs> We do. Speaking oh, of, I bet. let's do Texas things. Let's do it. This was very Texas episode. I have so many I Texas. Do too. Okay, you start. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we got 120 degrees in Texas. Yep. We got the truck pulling the horses that becomes a part of the title sequence. Yep. Here, wait, let's um, pause real quick on the 120 sure. degrees in Texas because I fear oh. that some of our listeners might think that was an exaggeration. 
It's not. Oh, no, it's not. That is an appropriate Texas temperature for the summertime. It's true. It's true. And to be practicing outside on turf. Oh, yeah. I can't. I couldn't have never played football. This wasn't really a Texas thing, but um, I was laughing when they were saying it was hell week because that's what we used to call like tech week for our musicals. And we were were laughing about that this weekend. We're like, oh my God, it's hell week. Like, I'm so stressed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Riggins reminded me or like doing those stadiums in the heat reminded me of two a days. The only time I've ever thrown up from exercising was Texas two a days in high school. Oh my gosh. That was going to be not the throwing up part, but that the like two a days summer practice, that was going to be one of my like Texas things because it reminded me of high school too. So what did you, what did you have to practice? I mostly did soccer. That was soccer and track were my, my sports. I was not very good at them. I didn't get good at running (laughs) until I was an adult and now I'm bad again, but I'll get good again. (laughs) Um, I've never been good at running. So you're you're fine. (laughs) That's what I said until I, it doesn't matter, (laughs) but I did play field hockey for a long time. But when I got to high school, it was the summer sport and I couldn't do the heat. I could not do it. So I stopped that. Soccer was winter in Texas for us. And then track was spring. So it was like bearable, but I dropped the fall sport. I like couldn't do it. I hate the heat. Yeah. Chris, what did you play? (laughs) I, (laughs) this is cheating because I was a cheerleader. Um, and so we definitely did have practice during the summer, but we would practice next to the football team essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was just like, oh man, they have it really bad. So I didn't actually experience like having like, (laughs) you were adjacent. (laughs) You you saw what it was You were adjacent street. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yes. My like most vivid memory from this episode is the lifeguarding. Cause I was the, a lifeguard every summer. That was my there's just no better jo- high school job in Texas. <laughs> you can't yeah. beat it. But the pool that they're at in this episode was mm. like, oh, even I showed it to my sister who's here and she even said it was like identical to the pool I worked at in high school. Just like kind of run down. It was like big grassy off patches the highway. off the highway. I, <laughs> I would go and taunt you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That pool was a couple times. the worst run, most hazardous waste area. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It was yeah. run by the was children, rough. the lifeguards. There were yeah. no adults. Like all the chemical <laughs> oh balance. Like, yeah. I once what? had to scuba dive in the pool and scrape algae off of the pool <laughs> with an oxygen tank on my back for an entire day <laughs> oh while my... the pool was open. There are children jumping off the high dives <laughs> above me. <laughs> that was the kind of operation we ran. <laughs> also, one of the lifeguards <laughs> got struck by lightning once. <laughs> Oh, I love that pool. Oh my god. Wow. So that's a Texas summer, and this pool reminded me so much of it. Yeah. I also had like the fiesta things hanging in the grocery store. It was really subtle, but like you could see the kind of what are those called? They're they're like you hang them in like a alleyway. Like streamers. Or like streamers. Fact check next time. But you see them at a Mexican restaurant a lot, and like they're also like in, like a cabana alleyways yeah a cabana type deal but it's a hanging in an alleyway hmm. draw uh, me a picture 
I will send you. Yeah, I can I see it in my head what you're talking about, but I have no idea <laughs> what you. it's called. I'm gonna we'll I'm gonna it. look it up while um, y'all say more Texas. Things. One of my other Texas things I noticed <laughs> is the shot of the Longhorns in the trailer. Not just cows; those were Longhorns, baby. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which I love a good Longhorn. Those are still like I cows are fine, but Longhorns are really beautiful. They're pretty cool. They are. They're a little little magical. We didn't have longhorns in Louisiana, so they're still magical to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What was the most Texas-y thing that stood out to you? To me? Uh, The the two-a-days thing. It was just like such a vivid thing to remember like being in high school. Everybody I knew was at some type of practice. Yes. And even our, like a lot of my friends who are in band would have to practice mm, yeah. in the summer in their uniform. Oh my God. In full uniform. Uh, and they uh. had it worse almost than the football players, I think. I bet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause they had their like crazy instruments. That's like and, thick um, cloth. At least the football oh, yeah. material is like built to have sweat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they had the, oh, oh, they're like yeah. little prayer what flags. They're, prayer I, I don't flags? think they're, they're I don't think they're Mexican. I think they're Tibetan prayer flags. Those little things. People in Colorado do those all the time, but we, so now we're, ma- we're making it worse. Tibetan prayer. <laughs> That's what I think they're called. Yeah. This is just saying like a, a banner centerpiece garland. Anyway, we will get the official word with purred. <laughs> with purred. Word with purred. <laughs> um, the other really Texas-y moment, I mean, the, the shot when Lila's getting baptized that, and then her cross. <laughs> I mean, the, the <laughs> baptism part of that in general is pretty Bible yes, belty. We'll get into that. But just yep. that river actually is very, that looked like Fort Worth to me. And that's kind mm. of what I describe. People think that Texas is like just the desolate, you know, like a lot of these shots. But yeah, it is really dense and like foresty in a lot of areas. And that river True. shot, that's like, that was like my backyard. That's what I grew yeah. up romping around in all that, all the public la- land behind my house looked like that, like dense, thick foliage and creeks and stuff. That was like, ooh, home. Yeah. Can you imagine being baptized in the Trinity River? Be kind of uh, just, just make your soul <laughs> worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would. <laughs> uh, I mean, and then Buddy standing in front of the giant fan at practice. Okay. I'm sorry, but. Tibetan prayer flags. Oh my God. Oh, that's like the same thing. Yeah. Isn't it? Interesting. <laughs> so Another maybe classic it's a Monica cultural... Carly showdown. Maybe it's <laughs> resolved. Maybe it's a white <laughs> cultural appropriation of t- Tibetan thinking that it's like a Cinco de Mayo thing for I'm, Mexico. Honestly, that's Probably. the most likely answer to lots of problems and right. I'm just going to blame us. <laughs> sure. We, we screwed sure. up. Just blame the yeah. white people. You're likely right. <laughs> You're likely right. <laughs> Um, um, no, Buddy's standing in front of the giant fan yes. on the field. And in then his him... long sleeves. What the <laughs> no, what? He's, he's all smiley. And then him yelling at the um, the new boyfriend, and or yelling at Pam about the new boyfriend. And he goes, he's not going to turn my kids into, into communists. communists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, he's just vegan. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he, he was a little annoying when he drove away and did the peace sign. I was like, okay, I don't oh. like you either. I don't think I saw that. Too I must much. have been taking my note. Oh, it was the worst. Also, anything oh. Buddy wears ever is the most Texas thing to me. Yes. Anything Buddy, <laughs> like, like yes. breathes on. Yeah. Yeah. Like his yeah. whole Just his office. classic, <laughs> his whole office, his classic, like, 
old white man get ups yep. that he always has. Like I knew a hundred people like Buddy yes. growing up. So every yes. every dad, like he's such a classic oh, yeah. Texas dad. Yeah, totally. I love it. Um, the other thing I just had was the. I mean, we'll get into the gas station scene, but that nighttime scene. I mean, again, because this was filmed in Texas nighttime, so like they got it down pat because they went real with it. But yeah. You can hear the cicadas. You can tell that it's like they still are sweaty, which is a very Texas thing to me. Like in other places, you think like the sun goes down and it cools off. In Texas, it's still like above 100 degrees, even though it's dark outside, which is something I like don't know how to describe to people what it feels like. (laughs) It's like dark outside. It feels like hell. Yeah, there should be a breeze, but you're just still sweating. You're just sweaty. Yeah. Um, and the cicadas. And so like when they're standing at the gas station, I really felt that vibe and kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Love it. That was all my Texas stuff. Cool. Should we do Musician's Corner? Yeah. Okay. Some some okay. fresh tunes in this one. <laughs> my sister just texted me that she needed to come and get something. And I was like, you can come in. She goes, I already did it like a ninja. She just came in and out of my apartment without oh, me noticing. Didn't notice. Well, Meredith is the quietest person I've she ever is. met. So <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, so, well, first off, I want to say, you know, this episode starts off with Bang a Gong, da da da. Yes. By T Rex. And that was perfect. But I do kind of wish they had started out with this. Roll out the lazy, hazy, crazy oh days. <laughs> That song is so (laughs) triggering. Yes. I've seen that episode of Gilmore Girls, I mean, upwards of 50 times. Yes, it's not my fault that Jess rhymes with yes. That's uh, we're referencing a very silly song that is sung in the season two opener. Season Three, three opener. Three. Season three, three uh, season opener of Gilmore Girls when Roy returns from Washington, D.C. and Jess is mackin' on another little blonde and a barbershop mm-hmm. quartet refuses to quit. Yes. Which, okay, so that song is by Nat King Cole. I thought really? that was like a silly, is stupid really? song. Yeah. And I tried to find the scene for Gilmore to pull it and I was like, oh, this is actually Nat King Cole's oh. song. Yeah. So, fun fact. But to go back to this show... Um, <laughs> I think the only Texas acts for this one were Explosions in the Sky, as always. We love them. And um, yeah, there's this interesting, there's a few interesting people in on the set list today. There's a guy named Johnny Paycheck, which I thought was a really hilarious name. Wow. Um, his song plays while Landry is shopping right before the incident. Um, he was an American country singer, songwriter, and Grand Ole Opry member, and he achieved his great his greatest success in the 1970s as a force in country music's outlaw movement, which I think we can all agree is the best movement. Country music's and outlaw movement. I love that. Right. So this is like Hank Williams, Waylon Jennings, Willie, Willie Nelson, Ooh. Merle Haggard. Oh, so that's great. Had some, right. Love that. What a great era. So Johnny Paycheck had some cuts with, with those great artists. And then in 1980, he appeared on the PBS music program, Austin city limits Ooh. season five. Oh, cool. So we love that. That's cool. But for my favorite song, which this was the Parks and Rec reference, I am really embarrassed to say I knew the band Wilco because it's a popular band 
especially among people that are pretentious. And <laughs> that's all I know about Wilco is that it's like a stereotype for like rich white hippie kids. Right, exactly. <laughs> but they're actually really good. But I knew who Wilco was, but I didn't realize that Land Ho in Parks and Rec for the Unity concert is Wilco. Oh, really? Yes. Really? Or at least the lead singer is because I found a photo and I was like, wait. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? Interesting. <laughs> Karate what a random master. little like Karate Easter egg. <laughs> I know. My Wilco connection is embarrassing. I think I've I've heard like the one song that was on One Tree Hill and then that's it. <laughs> yes. I think oh, that's One Tree Hill is a redeeming, great song. Not embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this song, it, I believe it plays twice. I think it plays when... Tammy's giving birth and then at the end with the ring ceremony and everything. Uh, So this is Muzzle of Bees by Wilco. It's so, so relaxing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very peaceful. Yeah, worked really for sure. Well. And it kind of, yeah, it kind of captured that scene well because, I mean, they do that so well with this show where it's just like um, documentary style and you see them talking, but you don't know what they're saying. And there's mm-hmm. this song that is kind of, you know, encapsulating what you're supposed to be feeling and what the characters are feeling. And it felt kind of like sentimental and peaceful but it 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 highlighted that like coach has to leave that kind of warm bubble you yeah. know cuz that's what it plays at the end so yes i love I, it that is my corner um good i have a, a music tidbit in my section and you didn't get to it and i'm excited i intentionally didn't look it up cuz i thought you would and i was also lazy so it all worked out or wait for real i th- i think if it's the one i'm thinking of the fact. Guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Probably is. <laughs> All right. First review the tape of season two. Woo. This was a fun episode. Um, I know we had some interesting things going down, like some fight staging and, and stuff. I don't have information mm-hmm. for you on that, but I do think they did a pretty good job, at least, of the blocking and everything for that. I mean, they they you kind of get the benefit of the documentary style when it comes to scenes like uh, I'm talking about outside of the gas station when, when Tyra's attacker is attacking. <laughs> um, yes. And the camera movements really jostly, but it, it worked. It wasn't too like uh, discontinuous. I thought they did a pretty good job. But yeah. one of the just little touches that I noticed that, um, again, just represent how much detail they go to in each shot of this show to really like flesh out their characters. So that we meet the new coach, um, we're obviously supposed to hate him immediately. And when, Jay- <laughs> yeah. when Jason is in his office talking to him, 
you know, or I noticed that it, his office is just bare. Like there's no Panther memorabilia. There's no nothing. And it's Coach Taylor's old office um, that obviously was very lived in when, when people we loved were there. And so I just thought it was just mm-hmm. another like subtle little touch um, of storytelling that this show does so well in every, every careful frame. Um, this episode was another Jeff Reiner opening up season two. We're going to see a lot of him and his work, which again is, I think he's just the best at democratizing those storylines and sort of pulling in, which is perfect for a season opener because you want to revisit kind of where everyone's at without it feeling too like, okay, what's Landry doing? What's coach (laughs) doing? What's Tammy doing? And kind of pulling them all together, um, in a cohesive way and peaking interest for the season. So I thought yeah. they totally hit that on the head. We didn't need to see eight months of Tammy being pregnant. We didn't need to see how the strain of distance was affecting their family until now. Like I think that jump forwards in time was productive. I know some people online were kind of bothered by it, but I think it would have felt monotonous like mid-season one to revisit those things without just kind of jumping to the effect of those yeah. plot changes. Because well, it wasn't it wasn't too far ahead, but not but wasn't too um wasn't too close to where we left off. Because yes. it's because he clearly still is is very new at TMU. So it's yeah. like and that whole situation is is newer. But yeah, I liked it too where we're like a month in or something. Yeah. It's not situation. like a full year, but it's not like just after the season ends it was like a, a right. perfect a, amount yeah. of time to sort of fast forward i felt pacing i always love when shows i love when shows or movies they will trust their viewers enough to just kind of drop them in the yes. middle of the story yeah. and and it's something i noticed i mean i haven't i hadn't seen the show in eight years before i watched this episode um but i was still dropped in in a way where if i had never seen the show i could have I would have immediately known like enough about what came yeah. before, you yeah. know what I mean? Like they didn't leave you hanging, but right. they just gave you just enough. And and I loved how they did that. I yeah. love that talking about trusting the viewers. Cause that's so much of what this show does because they rely on such subtle storytelling, like just a little shot of their hands touching or things like that with no dialogue. Um, they do put a lot of trust in the viewers and that builds like this really loyal base, a fan base, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So my cool fact um, that is a little musician's cornery is that, so the Swede is this what? Yeah. The Swede, which like, why do they call it? Whatever. (laughs) I know we'll get there. The Swede (laughs) is awesome musician Alejandro Rose Garcia, who is of Shaky Graves. I, so I, I wrote down that that was just his name. I thought he was just like a local musician. And then while you were doing your music's corner, I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, he's Shaky Graves. And I hated his little song that he did in this episode. He's like, but I think that it was intentional. He was trying to be like a grungy underground, like high school musician. And like, not that good, but Julie's so into it. We didn't want like, it would be weird if he had been as amazing as Shaky Graves in that scene. (laughs) He was supposed to be kind of a deadbeat. Yeah. I thought you were going to say what the venue was because I didn't look Oh, that I don't up. have that one. Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't it. find it there. Actually, I did try to look. <laughs> okay. I tried to look good, it good. Up. All right. Keep um, going. So yeah, Alejandro Rose Garcia, he is definitely much cuter if you look him up than he 
is in this show. I'm going to talk about his sweat situation and his sweat glands later. <laughs> it's rough. Um, yeah, worse than Buddy. So, but authentic. Is it? Does Truly anyone authentic. perspire like that? That was bananas. It was bananas. But I couple the Texas heat with performing. Like I, I have been there. I, I, I'm I mean, confident. I'm not, it's no, like, I've not been there. <laughs> but Monica's like, I'm not I'm just, sweaty every time. No, I'm just remembering though, which. Uh, you can keep this in. Um, I when I directed my um, like senior one act play in high school, I'd never realized why the director was always so nervous. I was always like, "We're the ones putting on the show. Like, why are you so nervous?" And then I was the director, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm way more nervous." You're than depending I was on so many actor. people to like do well. Yes, to like do well, and it's like your thing. And I was wearing like kind of like a silky top, and I just sweat through the whole Ooh, thing. Yeah. And I had to call my mom to bring me a new shirt. <laughs> oh no! So I was like, it was like my big night. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but anyways we'll talk about his sweat later i just think like yes maybe it was that hot in there but could we not have like let him towel off in between shots come on but that's a whole different thing yeah the other note i made is that i really loved the birth scene and i have yes. really strong opinions about birth on television <laughs> um just like i have really strong opinions about everything, everything that seemingly doesn't matter <laughs> They did a really good job. I loved it. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. And so my sister, Meredith, who is staying with me this weekend, she helps me out during chemo weeks, uh, was watching it too. She is a NICU nurse and also a, uh, or like basically a doula (laughs) and mother of three. Birthing is her thing. That's what she does professionally. Yeah. Birthing babies. And um, she was watching that scene and she agreed. She said she felt like it was one of the more realistic scenes she's ever seen on TV. Oh, wow. Yeah. High well, praise. She's not screaming. She's yes. just like exhausted. It's yeah. I remember my mom always saying that. She's like, it's not like that. It's not like that. Yes. Like every time we watch something. Yes. Yeah. And this was really sweet and tender. She's exhausted. She's sweaty, but it's not like the like <laughs> screaming that so many TV shows drugs. do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the nurse and the, sh- the baby looked real. Honestly, probably so her baby was supposed to be three weeks early. Um, the baby looks pretty preemie. I mean, pretty probably tiny. They're yeah. twins, like all babies on mm. TV. So they're likely triplets. Also, they're actually triplets. Oh, triplets. Then they're definitely oh, wow. preemies. And Krista, um, her aunt, um, their aunt DM'd us. So we might, <laughs> we might be one of the Gracie Bells. <laughs> we're we're going to get Gracie Bell on, y'all. Yeah. Yes. I can't wait. Oh, my God. That's um, amazing. How old, do you, how old is Gracie Bell? Are the Gracie Bells? Well, so if this was 2007... Oh, my God. They're going to be almost 20. They're, like, in college. Yeah. Ooh, that scares me. I know. It's going to make me feel really old. Really? They're going to be mean. They're going to be mean. They're going to make fun of (laughs) our high-waisted jeans. Yeah. (sighs) Don't wear side parts. Don't wear side parts. You know what? My side part is fresh out, so I'm good on that one. Yeah. It's fresh. I'm fresh out of side parts. Fresh out of side parts. Or parts in general. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, I thought that was nice. It was a really lovely scene. And to have a professional weigh in and say that the baby looked yes. real, it felt real. Um, and it was a really sweet, tender moment. Love it. The last note I have is just my little fave frame. I didn't find really any, like, super cinematic moments in this episode. But the, my frame that I enjoyed the most is at 8.07, which is when... Okay. Landry is putting lotion on Tyra's back and it cuts to wide and you see that shot that I was kind of talking about during Texas stuff of the pool, the hot grass, and there's like a couple in the, it just was very quintessential Texas summer and it kind of like summed up the episode for me. So that was my, my fave frame. 
Yes. And that's all Love I got. It. Let's break it down. Okay. Let's break it down, the episode. Mm-hmm. Break it down. So we open on summertime and one of my favorite little uh, things from the episode, Captain of the SS Tatas, Tim Riggin. Yes. I love that. <laughs> so good. And then that shot of him. Yes. Like, I almost picked that as my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and the way that Landry says it, he's like, what? Tim Riggins is captain of the SS Tatas over there. <laughs> Riggins is so Riggins this episode. Yep. Although we don't get much of Riggins in Smash. We don't get a ton of... Not really, a lot. It's yeah. like a lot of trailers. It's a lot of trailers. But I would love to, you know, ask myself, what would Riggins do in every situation? WWJD. WWRD. What would Riggins oh, do? Oh, I'm getting it tattooed probably yes. soon. Perfect. <laughs> probably Just soon. WWRD. Tag us in the tattoo. I mean it. Okay. <laughs> At TX Forever. I mean Pod. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, but man. honestly, yeah, I think it's good for us to all ask ourselves every once in a while what Riggins would do. Yeah. And maybe do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. So he does have a heart of gold. So he does. maybe he gets it. Him. Yeah. He gets he it right. He figures sometimes. it out in the end. Yeah. Truly. It's there. And right now, I don't blame him. If I, like, those are probably, and I hate to say this, but I, or I hate when I say this as an adult, but like, those <laughs> are the most carefree days of your life. <laughs> Truly. I, like, True. not that it doesn't get any Live better than that. It's just that it doesn't get any, it will never be that stress free. <laughs> Yeah, yes. there'll be rich no moments, but yeah, you'll never, you'll never have less consequences. Like you'll never now have... for me to have yeah. achieved that level of like relaxing and enjoyment that Riggins was as he was captioning the SS Tatas, I would have to take like 10 million milligrams of Xanax and then I'd <laughs> maybe get to that level of like, like it would have to be fabricated. Like <laughs> stepping my toe in. Yeah. Stepping my toe in the water. Like, it would be is... fabricated. Yeah. Yeah, and then you would still, after all of that, you would still have the responsibilities. Yeah. Just your phone would for ring, you. your emails would be stacking <laughs> yeah. up. There's just enjoy the SS Tatas, y'all. That's what I'm last. saying. Yeah, y'all. Matt was definitely checking out pregnant Tammy. Did y'all notice that? Um, yes. I was checking out pre- pregnant Tammy, but yeah. she did look good. Yeah, he's like smirking. I oh kind of loved God. it. She looked yeah. good. Yeah. I loved her little preggy tan tankini. I know. Okay, that was my first fashion note. Should we just go to the fashion? I have a lot of fashion. Do we want to just go right into it? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. Fashion. That's our twist. (laughs) I was like, oh, wait, am I supposed to say something? (laughs) We never warn anybody. They're like, do I? uh, If you want to join us, we can do it again. Yes. (laughs) We can close it out. We'll close it out. So I loved her hunter green swimsuit in general. Same. Looked very, very cute. And yeah. Julie does look great. She looks good. She looked just like... She looks real good. Um, just like when kids hit puberty, I guess. Her face was yeah, just like a little older. more filled out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Her skin was nice and tan and freckly. Yeah. She and I will good. say this. She truly does look like she could be their daughter. Like, she does. I feel like the yeah. casting is perfect. <laughs> she is their daughter. I think so, it's too. so true. She's yeah. got like just enough Tammy and but then like those green eyes and like dark eyelashes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do we think about Tyra's haircut? Big haircut. Oh my god. I like forgot the most big haircut. 2000s. <laughs> you thing are no ever. longer big tuna. You are big haircut. Big haircut. <laughs> <laughs> that is the eyes. 
season four. Yep. Uh, yep. I love it. I feel like it's simultaneously the 2000s and also maybe current. Is that a cool what, thing Tyra's? to do? chop off your hair right now? Yeah. I like it. I kind of forgot because I'm I'm so used to her with short hair that I yeah. forgot that that's a big deal. I I like her hair after it grows out some. I don't yeah. like it in this episode. And I feel the same way about Rory's season four haircut as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or season, yeah, that's season four. Season four. Um, yeah. But it's I hate like to too short. Tyra's hair first. gets shorter. It gets shorter first. She gets shorter than this? Yeah. She keeps cutting it. And oh, then wow. eventually it's that cute like collarbone length, which I like. Yeah. Yes. That's the bet. Yeah. But she's just so tall and her neck is so long like those are beautiful features that's that's part of what makes her like so stunningly uh beautiful yeah yeah but with that short hair it makes her look like um like a almost like a little praying mantis like she needs a little (laughs) length because she's already so long (laughs) yes yeah yes that totally makes sense i mean it looked cute but it was not my i liked her hair a little longer yeah landry's hair is a little shorter too yeah. True, and it looked, and he looked good. He's looks good on the football team now, so he's like got a little muscle, and yeah. his crew cut. I know, I'm into it. Almost as sexy as my crew cut, but not quite. You'll get there, Landry. <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. <laughs> um, also, honestly, my biggest fashion note that I almost wrote down like five different times was, and game ball for this. Honestly, game mm. ball goes to Coach Taylor's green T-shirt. I'm obsessed with it. He looked amazing, and I couldn't stop. It looks oh really nice. God. Digging it. Yeah. He, he yeah. looked so good in that green tee. And <laughs> the rocked it. Oh, and my God. And the marine golf shirt I like. Yeah. The marine pole. Yeah. Marine. Maroon. Maroon. Yeah. I just I just forgot how much I loved him. Like, I <sighs> forgot how attractive he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. It's insane. In just the most, like, a green t-shirt. Yeah, just yeah. Walking it's like around, too bright of a it. light. I'm like, how yeah. do you just walk around like that? Right. Yes. What gives you the it right? <laughs> what gives you what gives you the right? <laughs> what gives you the right? <laughs> That's Michael you put Toby. A rock season Toby's four. Toby's going away, present. <laughs> oh my you god! Did. You Classic told me to episode. <laughs> Such a good one. Goodbye, Toby. Right? That's yes. the, originally sung by the police. <laughs> Goodbye, oh Toby. <laughs> that's my favorite fun fact my favorite episode of the office because Ooh. it introduces one holly flex yes. who is my favorite so i think that is at least that's in my top three but i think my favorite yeah. always has to be beach games oh, so good so good yeah, yeah. anyways, also, anyways. Um, real time fact check that is soul train not police oh that's kevin's band was place police, but um mm. goodbye goodbye stranger i think yeah goodbye stranger. Yes. No. i thought it was super tramp Goodbye, stranger. Goodbye, stranger is super tramp. I think. Damn it! Oh, now we have another showdown. Oh no! <laughs> God, I'm coming in hot. My coming first hot. episode. I know. Show showdown. I just knew it wasn't the police. I'm not 100 percent on Soul Train. Now that I say that, it is super tramp. Super 1979. Tramp. Goodbye, go. stranger. I'm surprised that I knew that. My dad will be proud. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so beyond his green t-shirt, which he wore in multiple scenes that, you know, if we had the time, I would just divulge second by second because his arms looked yes. good. It made his eyes pop. Just really overall great, great color on Coach T. But on a more negative note, did we see Julie's Bermuda shorts again? Mm. Very upsetting. Very Why? upsetting. 
again. It was when she saw Landry and Matt at the gas station or whatever. Uh, and they're like yeah. full uh-huh. Bermuda, those like khaki Bermudas that would kind of like cinch under the knee and have those little drawstrings. Oh, God. Mm. Yes. And the flip flops. I for sure had multiple oh. pairs of those. I did too. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. And then my sister and I were also laughing about the tr- the double tank top trend. Remember how you'd have like a colored tank top and then a shirt over it? And then a white. <laughs> And we called them wife beaters. Wife beaters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's things yeah. that I'm starting to say now that I'm like, and you wore your wife beater. What? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, <laughs> is that what we called those? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say my biggest fashion thing was um, definitely her like gold purse that oh, she had at <laughs> my some sister point. loved yeah, it too. The big, uh, the slouchy one. Yes. 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 I was like, oh, that is 100% 2006, 2007 for sure. Purses yes. were either like <laughs> tiny or they were like giant satchels. <laughs> yes. God, what a um, weird time. What a weird time. My last, well, I have the sweaty Swede on here, but we've discussed him. The sweaty Swede. Um, my last fashion note was actually positive. I loved mm. Julie. I can't remember where she was headed out to, but, um, but she, yeah, she was wearing a cute like white and it had like little red s- stitching. It's kind of one of those like Mexican uh, peasant top things that are really pretty. Yes. And that looked good on her. Yeah. I wanted to end on something nice about Julie. Yes. <laughs> My only other note was um, Tim's tank, his tank top. It's very nice. Oh, I didn't catch out of the, Tim's tank. But he's like, let's make some memories tonight. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and he's wearing like this, like in his. Um, he let's looked touch really God, boys. This episode too. <laughs> let's touch God. Woo. Um, Matt looked like he put on a few LBs and in a good way as well. Oh, I mean, like, like beef. He bulked up. Yeah. 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 Everyone's looking good. Yeah. That's why I love a season opener. Like everyone's got haircuts. Everyone's looking fresh. Okay. So then we also see Lila getting bathed in the Lord. Lila's a little Jesus freak. She's a Jesus freak. Wait, how does the song go? He's a... Oh, what will people think, think if they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? But what's the one when he's like, I'm standing on a plate with a grid of grilled bacon. That's the same no, song. That's The Office. That's Toby Mac. Oh, yeah. I always do that. I combine those but the, two. I, I do, we both do it every time. <laughs> the plate of grilled bacon. That's not the real line. Plate of grilled bacon. But he, he does say weird things in it. Belly of jelly or something weird. Belly of jelly. Yes. Yeah, it's like yeah. a... Bulb, Which, yeah. Yeah, full circle moment. We just, um, I just wrote about Toby Mac on our newsletter. Nice. <laughs> yeah. For for those of uh, of our listeners who we just lost, we we went yes. from <laughs> quoting The Office to DC Talk, an early aughts Christian rapper, to Toby Mac. Yes, who we were Which originally trying in, to quote was in DC Talk. True, Krista. I feel like you were tracking with us. Did you? you did you get down with DC Talk? Uh, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Like DC Talk just reminds me of my junior year of high school, like youth group. That oh, whole yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Wasn't as into Toby Mac, like his Same. solo yeah. stuff. But yeah, for sure, DC Talk. Yes. I loved playing basketball oh, yeah. at Canacuck to this is the slam. This is the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Big DC Talk time. heads. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Lila. I mean, honestly, 
this isn't my favorite of Lila's storylines. We don't see a lot of it yet, but I also think it tracks. Like she pretty much just lost everything and everyone in her life and her identity. So I think it really tracks plot wise that she would move into. And like, I do think it's interesting because we kind of assumed that her family's religious, but they're not really. And it's something she kind of is doing on her own, which I think is cool. Yeah. Did they set this up at the end of last season? I can't remember. Or we're it's just fresh. dropped into like, we're just oh, this is her now. in, in the baptism. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because, yeah, I, I agree with you, Carly. I think I always was like, she was already a Christian. Like, that's why I yeah. didn't like this plot point. I was like, she just became like an annoying Christian. Yes. <laughs> but I guess I guess you're right. I think we just assume that. And like, they go to church, like, culturally. They're not, yes. maybe they're not believers. Yeah. And so. she was like, I mean every christian whatever human has their own values but we know she was having like premarital sex she wasn't like devout at least to the type of christianity that she's like a part of now yeah Yeah, that did not seem to be a part of her like repertoire yeah i did like her uh dinner table prayer (laughs) so sassy (laughs) that she just completely ended in a in a drag and i loved it yes it's the first time we see the other little garrity's in season two Yes. Um, but did we agree with her prayerful sentiment? Should mothers of three be in skinny jeans? Since we've already discussed skinny jeans mm, this episode. Mm. I think now they can be. But I back think, then, it was not cool. I guess, yeah. I feel like in the yeah. early 2000s, they were considered like a little like, like, like wearing leggings used to be very scandalous. Yeah, like yeah. yoga pants were yeah. terrible or whatever. Yeah, right. So now it's I, cute. My mom wears like skinny jeans and like she'll get the ripped jeans, but only the have like a tiny, tiny rip. The and like they probably have fabric under it. You know, like I'm like, I want yeah. like ripped jeans. You know, she's like, but that's weird. Like that's for me. Like I just need a little rip. I was like, yeah. She doesn't have to buy them like that. All she has to do is take her little razor and true, yeah. true, true. Distress them. Yep. Anyways, yeah, I thought that was that prayer was hilarious too. Yeah, and there's what a like, come on! If you're the stepdad coming into a new family, you're supposed to like roll with the status quo. Don't change everything. Don't feed them tofu. They're gonna hate that. There's no way that they're gonna be on board with you if you're feeding them mushrooms and tofu, and their dad is Buddy Garrity. (laughs) (laughs) The man is made of beef. (laughs) The man man is red meat incarnate. (laughs) Yes. But that was cute. Um, other than yes. that, we don't see a lot of her. Um, I guess she interacts with Tim. Yes. Which, okay. Can we talk about, he had a threesome with sisters? Gross. That's, yeah, I know. That's very, I think that that is one of those just some, there was not a woman in the writing room that day. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's such a trope too. Yes. Like, and it's one right. of the stupidest so tropes. Threesomes. I know. In what world? Like is twins. Not disgusting. Common <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's but so, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, like, I'm just, the sisters thing is what I can't get yeah, past. Yeah, it's not okay. It's, I mean, ugh, so I I'm can't, a, ugh, maybe the way they did it, there's, it's not a true threesome unless some of those girls were also going at it. Otherwise, he just had sex with three women in a night. So if exactly. it was a threesome, then there's some incest going on, right? Right, which That's is so yes. disgusting. Yeah, which but I even, just can't. Even if they were merely in the same room yeah right that is still horrifying very disturbing (laughs) yes yes it is very yeah i just wish he would have said the i had a threesome with With rally girls or something right yeah 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 that was upsetting tim has been very busy uh promoting incest and (laughs) that's that he belongs on game of thrones not fnl 
just like the party that they go to it's like so epic and I'm like did anybody go like it did look pretty fun though I do love a late party I was really jealous because of snowbid I I'm just like, I know I, I yeah. rage my face off at that party gave me a little like lake FOMO I miss lake culture lake life yeah. lake all life. I could think was that like because obviously they film that on like Lake Travis or Lake Austin yeah. or somewhere up where there's million dollar houses and stuff yeah. and I'm just like whose house are they at that's all right. I can think about is like yeah. where is this like giant mansion that but they're remember at? in high school yeah. where the parties were always at some random rich kids house and rich like kids house. That's true. us were the ones that just like show up <laughs> that's true that's true. <laughs> that's very true yeah and we're like whose house is this why is it so nice <laughs> so, here's a sprite let's get crazy <laughs> let's get crazy <laughs> um we also had a great Julie stuttering moment of a couple of those that uh, yes. I I did not miss, miss that. No. Um, oh, a sweet moment we might want to watch if, if y'all are listening to is Eric talking to Tammy about how he's having to go back early and her kind of like holding it together, sort of. I thought that was a great, I mean, another epic Connie Britton moment. Oh, 100%. No, yeah, that's my, that's my Tammy time for sure is that scene. You know, I don't, I don't have a choice. Mm. The fact of the matter is, I don't have a choice. I mean, it's... it's you know, it's what I do. I'm, I, I can't go and I can't... I can't do this thing half-ass. I do it half-ass, it doesn't help anyone. And I can't. I mean, I can't. You know? Mm-hmm. I really need you to talk. That's it. equally Ugh. as sad just listening to it as it is I watching know. it and i yeah. totally i mean what he's saying is right like it doesn't help anyone for him to half-ass this job like they committed to this but i also get where she's coming from where like she can't first of all just not even being able to speak because you know you're just gonna lose it yeah. um but also like what is her showing him that moment do or change Mm-hmm. Like yeah. her devastation and how tired and sad and lonely she is. Like, what does it make him come home because of that? Is that healthy for them? You know, like I can understand why she would want to at least try and hide it and like soldier on. Yeah. But oh, uh, it's so heartbreaking. Yes, it is. With a no. new baby. With a new baby. Oh man, that'd be so hard. Not only a new baby and postpartum, but also like a bratty teen yes who like who... is the worst <laughs> yeah yes. Tammy says like you never talk to me like she I has know. no one yeah. right now yeah oh so sad I mean Connie Britton does such an amazing oh, job like you see he's looking forward and when she knows that he's not looking directly at her she kind of lets go and then she composes herself as soon mm-hmm. as he looks and she there's this like dance such control of her face such control and 
yeah, we've all been there where we're like, we don't want to say what's because, yeah, what's that got to change? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm, so good. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was my my favorite. My favorite um, scene. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was my favorite Tammy moment of the episode for sure. And yeah. like just her acting in general, but also like the storytelling that it does. There's very, again, very little dialogue, which mm-hmm. I always love. Um, so then we see Julie go and meet up with the Swede and ditching her best friend Lois, which is always your first worst mistake. If you have to ditch your yep. best friend to yep. be there, you're making the wrong call. Yep. And you're going to get in trouble. The exact same thing. Let's talk about the Swede. Okay. Aren't Swedish people like blonde? Like, or what are they? That, just Not always, but... It just He's never added very up that clearly he like a Swede. not Swedish. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember where that name came from. Like, I kept trying to remember, like, does something happen before this that I missed? Like, I think that why? they just do that because I remember watching it for the first time and being like, what's up with the Swede thing? Yeah. yeah. And then it just kind of goes away. But guys, do y'all think Julie is going to bag the Swede? <laughs> That is a very deep Gilmore cut. Yes. Bag the Swede. Swede. That's like what season? No, that's season four. Season four? Yeah. Richard's new job. I mean, new business. Yeah. Anywho. Um, But yeah, so she's. Deep cut, man. Yeah. I know, right? We love deep cuts. Love them, love them. But yeah, so she's clearly into (laughs) cold cut beef. (laughs) We love sandwiches. Anyone have sandwiches? Um, Anybody out there eating a sandwich? Swedish nope. meatball sandwich? <laughs> Extra sweat. Is Okay, we have a weird thing with sandwiches, too, on our, our podcast. Is that just, like, a thing? Like, your podcast just I has to say adopt a food? I would have a weird sandwich thing, but we do have lots of weird things. Yes, just in okay. general. The sandwich one is new. Okay. Yeah. Y'all always okay. talk about sandwiches? Literally, one of our... Our, we talk about them so much that one of our questions we ask guests is, what's your favorite sandwich? I love that. <laughs> I don't That's know great. how it happened. It just, like, happened, and now it's a thing. I love that. Well, we'll have to get our own thing. Our, our own favorite food <laughs> yeah. question. Yeah. Do it. It'll be just mm-hmm. as cool. Right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so Julie goes to this bar, um, and Lois is like, I don't like this, which if you have to ditch the bestie, you're bag. probably you're gonna making get a bad the call. Testy. You're gonna get the testy. <laughs> so, and then she's like by herself at this bar. Classic naive. I just—it's something I probably would have done. I know. I oh, mean, for sure. Poor Lois. Like, I wouldn't want to force my way, but I'm like, she should not have left her. Like, I know she is 16 in a sketchy bar at 11 o'clock. Like, no. But, of course, she thinks that this guy's into her, and then he has the, like, girlfriend after the show and, like, kind of uh-huh. ruffles her hair like a little high school Oof. kid. But also, yeah. if I were his girlfriend, I wouldn't love his cute little blonde high school friend. I, I know. Find her. She's evolved. She's not jealous at all. I know. I was it like... Would, I would have some serious questions about my boyfriend. Like, yeah. why are you hanging out with this high schooler? Like, and yeah. she's obviously, what like, bombshell. <laughs> right. Yeah. She looks great. She's like, yeah. oh, your little purse. high school friend. I would have been like... This is your high school friend? Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, he did towel off a little bit for that scene, which was nice. I appreciated. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, Julie, Julie has to call Coach T. And then we really see how like disconnected they are since he's been gone. Should we play the scene in the car? Yeah. 
<laughs> Actually, I'm going to play Landry calling Matt first for advice. Oh, yeah. So that happens right before. Man, I'm in Tower Collette's bathroom right now. Okay, why, why are you calling me from the bathroom? All right, you got to try to keep up with me here. Because um, I've got like 45 seconds, and I, I, I really need, need to get your advice on something. I, I, I'm on Tower Collette's couch. We're watching fried green tomatoes. Everything is going great. And, um, and, and I, I, need to, I need to figure out how to get my arm around her. How to get no, it. no, look, does she want you to touch her? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not calling you for relationship advice right now, Matt. I'm calling you to, um, to find just... Some, some technique. Look, just sit down closer to her and try and, I don't know, like rub Pretty your arm easier. against hers and if, if she doesn't hit you or it doesn't seem like weird, let's try and put your arm around her. All right, well, yeah, I mean, once I, once I get my arm around her, I think things will just kind of fall into place because this has been, I mean, it's been like a long time coming. I mean, that's, anyways, I gotta go. Um, how you doing at the party? It kind of sucks. Dude never showed up. That sounds great, man. That sounds great. Um, I'll call you later. <laughs> sounds great. Sounds great. <laughs> so preoccupied. I love that. That was super cute. Oh, it's like I if know. she doesn't hit you or anything, like it's probably I fine. know. Then like I know. Which is it's also funny because I, when I hear that advice, I'm picturing him like next to her and like kind of like sidling up to her, but he's literally like ar- arm across the body, like <laughs> he like literally like, like, rubbing her, like, her approaches arm her like hand first. Like, yeah, he's like <laughs> it's so awkward. It's adorable. But, like, oh, does she remember notice? this? Yes, like, of course. I mean, she does. She does. I know, but she's so like, doesn't, I mean, I guess it's like, it, it's not really like, you know, giving her that great of a thrill, but she also doesn't mind I it, think so she's, she's kind of playing kind of, with her food a little bit. Yeah. yeah. yeah she's making sure. him, she's making a heart on him on purpose. Yeah. When he comes and fights off the possum. I know. And she looks oh at him so sweetly. Oh, I forgot it's, that was one of my Texas things. The, the skunk. When yes. he's like, I just don't want to get sprayed. Oh, the skunk. I'm like that. Yeah. Remind, I can hear my brother saying that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so good. Yeah, that oh, was really poor cute. Poor Landry. I know. But she's Ugh. still there, like in it. She's like, let's go get snacks. He did all yeah. right. See, I was thinking she was like, let's go get food all of a sudden because she Doesn't knew know. he was touching her oh. and like wanted to get out of that situation without like outright rejecting him. Oh, maybe. Him. I could be That's reading it That's the vibe I got. But, but maybe I, she yeah, did want a little also, break. Well, yeah, I don't think she wants to like make out with him, but she also does she like him likes him. him. Like, yeah. So I think she, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think she was like, this is happening. Let's, I don't want to stop hanging out with him and calling it out. So this is a good solution. That's yeah. okay. I like that. Yeah. That I love it. She's like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cute. I just remember yeah. this, like the most awkward movie nights where you're like 15 and you're sitting next to each other on the top, ta- on the couch. And like every 30 mem- minutes, you like move a hair closer <laughs> and you're just like dripping in sweat. <laughs> uh, that was how I watched Forrest Your Gump sweet for the first sweat. time. Mm. Oh my goodness. That's a long movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> but yes, that was super cute. And then we begin the infamous storyline. There's yes. been a murder in in Dylan. <laughs> How about we play Julian Coach and then we we'll end wrap it up with the incident. Wrapping up on the murder. All right. Let's yeah, do it. Because we're not gonna play a clip for the incident. Like, I'd rather let's us not. not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like marked and then I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a fresh perspective on that storyline to offer this go around. I can't wait. Here we go. Also, why are Coach and Julie always so- having it out in the car? Can we go? Everyone's always having it out in the car. That's just life, baby. 
I know. It's actually yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, no, no. We can go. We can go as soon as you tell me what the hell you're doing in a place like this at 12:30 at night, and then we can go. Yeah. I know I'm grounded and everything. Can you just just really not yell at me right now? Can I tell you something? I'm leaving early. I have to leave tomorrow night. All right? I'm not going to be back maybe for a few weeks. So you being my daughter, I'd sort of like to know what the hell is going on. <laughs> I came here just chasing some boy and got him completely humiliated because guess what? He has a girlfriend. I misread every stupid signal. What's going on with you and Matt? What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong. That's the point, okay? Matt's perfect, right? And we're the, we're the it couple. But I just, I see him turning into you and, and me turning into my mom and, and that just terrifies the crap out of me and I'm 16, they're just, there has to be more than this. And I just, I feel so guilty for feeling like this. Listen to me. If you leave Matt, no one is going to love you any less. You realize that, don't you? You got that? <laughs> the other guy sounds to me like, you know, he's, he's some other guy. He's just some other guy. Hell with him. Nothing better than some dad words of wisdom. And you just get totally so sweet. humiliated by a boy. And he's the best at him. He is. He's the king of them. And it's so simple. He he's just like, you can okay. leave Matt. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can leave him. But I liked, I, when I remember when I first watched this and I was just like, Julie, what the hell is your problem? But then once she expresses what she's feeling and I get that, that makes sense, feeling trapped. Like, Matt's beloved by his family, the coach. He's like the golden boy. And yeah. she doesn't know, like, is this it? Is this perfection? Or, like, she just wants to know more about yeah. other yeah. people and other things. And she feels scared to, like, end that relationship because they've been told they're, like, the quintessential. That would be really confusing yeah. at that age. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, my friend who they didn't end up together together but they 
were in college and were kind of like this it couple that we all loved and we're all like we want that you know we wanted to like clone him so he could date all of us like he was just <laughs> the best and but she said she goes my mom was like I'm worried that y'all met each other so young yeah and that's a thing it's like when you find that person yeah there is so much there's so much more to learn and to learn about yeah. yourself and you can learn those things with a long time partner yeah but it's just harder Totally. And you have to like actively put effort into making sure that you don't like resent what you didn't experience. Yeah, totally. For sure. Yeah. I liked that conversation. It was sweet. I loved it. I also loved that he, I guess this was like a little before this part, but when he runs into Matt in the grocery store, I I just love the like, he secretly is rooting for them and like yes. the strong dad handshake and like don't and watch it happen running yeah. into people at the grocery store in general that yes. was like another oh, just very so true yes hometown thing mm-hmm. but you're right i'm glad you brought up i love that line when he's like don't don't just sit and watch it happen or whatever yeah like, yeah yeah and he's, he's like you know what i mean fight. like it's like uh, what you what you said earlier about the like subtle way that they tell the story Mm -hmm. and and act and do things like I that was a moment that that made me think of was just like yeah handshake don't watch it happen you know what I mean yeah like that's all I needed to say and he he said a million words right there exactly and and I think yeah and then down the line we kind of see Matt reacting to that sort of like Julie's shifting behavior Yes. Um, but this was a sweet, sweet car talk. And I liked also that he was a little exasperated or exasperated, yeah. exasperated Ex- as exasperated. well. Like he is comforting her and being very genuine, but there's like a hint of a roll in his eyes. He's kind yes, of like, he's like, okay. yeah, he's like pissed at her. For, yeah, this stupid stuff. And now he's going <laughs> to comfort her about a boy that he probably would beat the crap out of in an alleyway. Like this. I right. yeah. sweet. Um, yeah. So that was cute. But yeah, I, did I, like I that. clocked that too. Yeah. He's like, He's like, oh, okay, here we go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And she says, she's like, you're not here a lot. And so we're really throwing in, like, putting all of the contrast onto the fact that he is not there to take care of these people who are in need of him. Yeah. All right. Shall we do the murder? murder. Y'all, I forgot this happened in the first episode. I I did too. Same. The second or third. I did too. I literally said, I was like, oh, this happens now? Okay. Yeah. Right out of the gates. Those moments of him, you know, seeing her at the pool and trying to run over her. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and in the car, which ugh, biggest fear of all of us. I know. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought that was stretched over a few episodes, and then the murder happened. But nope, we're just it was very doing quick. It. Yeah. So obviously, this storyline bothers a lot of people. This is an infamous mm-hmm. storyline. It's okay to hate it. Um, I also dislike it. But I will say the reasons that I've disliked it in the past, I have shed a little more light on. So like, I've always hated it because his dad is a cop. They've already reported this guy once. Like she's been attacked by this guy before. All she has to do is call the cops and say, he's attacking, he's persistently attacking me. You have documentation of the first attack. Like this was, they took police pictures. Like they have all of this information. He needs to be reported. But then I'm like, oh, they should just contact the authorities. This is self-defense. But I was chatting with my sister and it's actually, it's not, he would have gone to juvie. Yeah. He would have, he would have. And I did not realize that until this watch that I think he really would have been implicated. And that kind of changes it a little bit more for me. I did realize that. um, 
Yeah, because he's walking away and he hits him in the back of the head. Like yeah. that's. I guess I just thought like since we know this guy's been attacking her, it would be self-defense. Well, but yeah, it doesn't work like, like that. I'm, you know, I'm like, do it. I hate this piece of shit. Yeah. Right. But I was wrong. It doesn't work like that. If in the court, guy's walking away, they can't yeah. attack, follow him and attack him. Yeah. And it might have it might have worked if like, you know, there's always like skin cell, like if there's skin cells under his hands of Landry and then it was like we got in a tussle and I, you know, but yeah. I don't think he really like there wasn't really contact between them yeah. two. I mean, a little bit, but yeah. And I just hadn't thought about it, just, it like that. Go ahead. It was just such a weird thing that like Landry would get in trouble. I mean, the guy's literal last words were like, I'll be I'll back. I'll be back. <laughs> for you or like i'm just so threatening and he obviously did attack tyra again so it's just so weird that like that wouldn't somehow be considered self-defense or i know and they're minors there had to be there had to have but what i think changes it is that yes i think there would have been a way to handle it it would have been a huge mess and he definitely would have had to go to somewhere juvie or something at least while a court case happened, like it would have definitely been a much bigger deal than I was originally thinking when I first watched it of just like, why didn't they just say self-defense? It is more complicated than that. So I'll give them a little credit for that. But it's also just like, why are we doing this? They've carefully curated Tyra and Landry's relationship in such a unique way. Like they're both outsiders in different ways. People think of them as weirdos, for different reasons they've found each other it's like been really carefully combed and then they just like dump this carpet bomb of a storyline on them yeah i think i don't i don't hate it as a as a just thing that happens like i think it is i do think it's really shocking and i do think obviously fnl the filming is amazing like the way that they did it was so powerful and like you're on the edge of your seat i mean i think it's yeah it's gripping entertaining but I don't, and spoiler alert, but I'm sure y'all are putting this together. Like, I don't like the fact that, like, you know, that they felt like they had to do this to bring them together. Yeah. Like, you but know, this was it kind of, it, it feels took. a little cheap. Yeah. 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 Um, I agree. Also, just a, like, little film side note. If it is late summertime, that river, that is not that Texas river would not have enough current to flow that body away. <laughs> that no. river was roaring. <laughs> <laughs> roaring that's such a good point i didn't even think of that but you're right i was like man must have rained yeah but i mean we'll get more into it's really the aftermath of this plot that i think gets under my skin yeah and i do agree with you monica i don't think it's that bad in this episode as a mechanism i just don't like yeah. that they i just feel like they could have done really anything else <laughs> yeah <laughs> To me, it feels like this is a storyline that happens very late in a series when they're sort of run out of ideas, grasping at straws. So I was super surprised to see it pop up because I was like, oh, I thought this happens way later. And it's right at the like peak of what's going to happen with Landry and Tyra. Are they actually going to get together? And then they throw this at it. And we don't get to like see where they would have gone as friends or more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. It does feel like a a hail a hail mary if you will. Um I just almost wonder as I was like pondering this if it was instead of an accelerator, it was actually the writers pumping the brakes on what 
this on wishing they hadn't moved Landry and Tyra forwards as much as they did and having to introduce a mechanism to halt their like mm-hmm. budding ro- romanticness. Cause otherwise they could have introduced something that brought them like this even could have brought them closer together or like they could have done a lot of things, but they introduced something that specifically is going to tear them apart. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Sorry, I don't mean that as a spoiler, but like create conflict. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm wondering See, if like is I this brakes or gas? <laughs> I think it speeds up their. You think it's their yeah togetherness? <laughs> yeah, or it kind but. of like it just accelerates their whole timeline, I guess. Yeah, for me, all mm. it is like, I I do think it's interesting with the self defense thing, and I think it's well shot and whatever. It's it's drama, but it's one of those plot points that you just want wrapped up. Like, yeah. I can't remember how many episodes this takes up, but it's like, it goes on. You're just like, okay. Like there's certain plot points that you remember in TV shows where you're like, Oh, I yep. have to sit with this for a few episodes. <laughs> yeah. And like, this is one of them. Yep. Yeah. I agree. For yeah. Sure. But I, there are worse turns in other beloved TV shows. I do think this is like notorious, but it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have so much else going on in the following episodes that I'm excited to unpack. I, I kind of like that everything is unraveling and people yeah. are just really like chaos. Baby. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't care. I mean, I this isn't my favorite season, but I, I do still love it. Like it's mm-hmm. I think I'm going to love it even more because we've been like, oh, season two. And then I'm going to be like, wait, this is awesome. <laughs> this is one of my favorite seasons. Yeah. Well, 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 well. shall we wrap it up the app? Let's do it. Do we have any? We'll do our rating or stray strays. observations? Any strays, Krista? I think I my I think my last remaining one was the the grocery store handshake. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite kind of stray random moments. Yes, yeah. that was sweet. I yeah. um and Grandma Saracen, like how much she's oh, in love with Coach Taylor. <laughs> I love those moments always. <laughs> Me too. So yeah. I wrote down that. I wrote a couple things down. Um, I Scott Porter is so good at keeping his hand like balled in a fist, like oh, with everything that he does, like his mm. sunglasses, like it's a quick movement, but you can still see it. And he just does a really good job with that consistency. He does. So, good As job. Someone with a messed up hand. He does an excellent job. Yeah. He <laughs> making never it look messed up. Although mine's better than his. Quits. True. Of course. Getting better. But, um, and then I just wanted to ask what, what did y'all think of the final shot with, coach in the plane and he can just see the field yeah didn't love oh, it <laughs> <laughs> i was like of course that's the one thing you can see from the plane yeah i know I was it was like kind of re- reminded me of early season one when jason can like see the football stand stadium <laughs> from, from his hospital like room. hospital room <laughs> yes <laughs> which is not yeah. that far off in a small town i guess like yeah if you were at harris hospital in fort worth you'd be able to see trinity valley our high school yeah but like I barely, just, not like just like him looking at it, and it's yeah, it was it was cheesy. It was a little cheesy. Yeah. I think that they're just getting um like kind of warmed up storytelling yeah. wise, honestly. And all of they and we'll see in the next episode. They kind of struggle a little bit. I, I think that um Kyle Chandler struggles a teeny bit in the TMU setting, mm. and I mean that mm. like his acting. But it reflects oh. well because he's supposed to not feel like you're supposed to feel like he's not fitting in. So it works. Right. But I do think it's just a little awkward when he's there. And I feel yeah. like they yeah. just don't really know how to depict the like grandiosity of him at TMU. And they just yeah. kind of keep yeah. trying and it's not doesn't quite land for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was sweet. It was cute for like yeah. a season opener. 
wrap up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, hey, I guys. think my only stray was was also Grandma Saracen. So, mm. oh, actually, I did have Best. one last one. We didn't talk a lot about the new coach. Um, my mm. only note was just that it's obvious that he has not gained the respect of the players, and that Tim is going to not be on the team because he can't take orders from someone he doesn't respect. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So that'll be interesting. Watch. But that was my only only thing. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, yeah, very mean, but mean, mean very man. Mean. Very cruel, cruel man. They're really good in this show at introducing people that we're not supposed to like. Like, it's like voodoo. voodoo. You, like, immediately hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> they do not mess around. <laughs> no. Well, shall we rate the app? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I can go. Do it. I really enjoyed this as a season, or op- season opener. It wasn't, like, packed, um, but a lot of stuff happens. I mean, we start opening a lot of envelopes. And we do begin the infamous Tyra Landry journey. And I loved our Tammy moments. Those are really powerful scenes. And um, everything else just seemed to kind of move along at a good pace that wasn't too, like, aggressive or dramatic. But most of all, I just loved all the summer Texas stuff. That made me feel super nostalgic and reminds me why I love this show and how excited I am for season two. So overall, in the beautiful birth scene, I love a well-done birth scene. That will always get points for me. So overall, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 SS Tatas. <laughs> yes. I love it. Krista, you want to go? Yeah. Um, so I really liked it. It was like classic FNL for me, classic Southern small town. Like it made me so homesick. Um, I think I would also give it, let's see, I'll give it an eight out of 10 uh, Julie's gold purses. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love it. Slouchy purse. Love a slouchy purse. <laughs> okay. This is funny, Carly, because you were like, this is one of my favorite episodes. And I was like, uh, and I'm going to give it a higher rating than you. Oh. Um, I, yeah, I loved the Summer Texas. I love a season opener. And I agree. They they really trusted the audience with where these characters are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was like the perfect amount of time that has um, transpired between season one and season two. And yeah, even though the murder thing is a lot, it's it was exciting. And yeah. it gripped me again. And it was well done. And yeah, Tim was really hot. So I'm going to give it an eight. <laughs> Out of 10, sweaty Swedes. Love it. Also, just to clarify that this, my rating, even though I said this was one of my favorite episodes, sometimes I say that like in like most enjoyable to watch versus like critically analyzing and it goes back and forth. So I know I feel because I, that was more just like, I think I was excited. I haven't watched it in a, like a couple weeks. Like haven't watched the show in a while and I was Yeah. (laughs) And I just like really enjoyed it. So yeah. yeah. Love it. Well, thank Love you, it. Krista, for joining us. Do you want to tell us where yeah. we can find yeah, you? Anything so cool you've got going on? To plug? Uh, so you, you can follow me on Instagram at Krista underscore Doyle. Um, you can follow Holy Swift Podcast on Instagram at Holy Love Swift it. Podcast. Uh, we are also on Twitter at Holy Swift Pod. Um, yeah, check out the podcast. Yeah. That's really the only thing I got going on these days in these uh, winter storms. <laughs> 
pandemic times. Right. <laughs> I know it's been funny asking guests, go, what are you working on? They're like, nothing. I can't. Work <laughs> We've kind of shifted it to like, have you seen anything good these days? Just plug yeah, something. Like, what yeah. are you enjoying? Yeah. What's making you yeah. happy? Yeah. We feel you. Um, well, thanks yeah. for joining us. This was a blast. As yeah. usual, y'all can find us at TX Forever Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget to join our awesome Facebook group, Friday yes. Night Lights Panther Pride. We post so you cool can stuff you Yes. You'll and um, don't forget to check out our most recent TX talk with Asha Davis, who is Waverly Grady. It's an awesome episode. And we have some really, really exciting guests and really exciting stuff coming up for y'all. So do not tune out. Tune the best in. is yet to come. Amen. All right. Clear, Clear eyes. Bars. Bars. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. All my friends were vampires Didn't know they were vampires Turns out I was a vampire myself in the devil town